Hi, my name is Frankie. Thank you for listening to my mom. I never listen. Number two of Nothing But Net with Debbie Antonelli. Hi, I'm your host, and I am so excited about the return of college basketball. The fans are ready. The players and coaches are ready. I've been to a lot of different practices. I can see the excitement, and I can also tell you that on the women's side, the product is really good. We're going to get into that a little bit, but for now, Instead of going through like a list of one through 10, I'm just going to talk about the things that are topical to me as we begin the season. I cannot wait to see all of my friends, my fans, uh, not my fans, but the fans out in college basketball. And I can't wait to be back on the floor uh, in practice with the players and coaches. It's going to be fun. Okay, so to start the season, here's what I want to talk about. Number one is the product is the narrative. That is the message this year. Now you guys know I've got hashtag ticket selling player, hashtag shoot till your arm falls off. What will we put on this earth to do? Answer score. This year I'm pushing product is the narrative. I don't want to hear coaches from all these power leagues talk about how great their league is. All the leagues are great. All the teams are good. The COVID year has allowed us to have super seniors. Teams are deeper, older, and the product is the narrative. That's what I'm selling, and I hope you'll join me in helping push out that narrative. Now, speaking of the product, let's talk about a couple of teams. I'm not going to go into a deep dive right now. We'll save that for another podcast, and we'll save some of this conversation for when we have a guest on our next show. But right now, I'm going to give you my AP top five, maybe a little deeper, but AP top five. This is my vote. South Carolina one, Stanford two, UConn three, NC State four, Maryland at five. Okay. Louisville would be six. And I'm already saying Dana who, as in Dana Evans, the two-time ACC player of the year, I think Louisville will be deeper and in some ways better without a 20 point score on Dana Evans on the top of their floor. Let's see if I'm right. Let's see if Jeff Walls proves it to be right with his team. But let me tell you about the top five. This is first world problems for these top five teams. They've got so much depth. They're two and three deep. They don't even know who's starting the games. What a problem to have. I've heard a lot of coaches talk about, I don't know who to start. I don't know who I'm gonna play. We'll figure it out. You know what? Those that make shots should stay. If you're trying to get more players on the court, play with a faster tempo. If you want, go with the Dean Smith blue team, meaning just put five players out there for two and a half, three minutes and let them go as hard as they can and change the tempo of the game. You know you can't always win unless you can affect the rhythm of the game. So think about that. And I'm not going to try to coach anybody's team. I'm just saying. This is going to be really fun to watch how much talent are in those five programs, plus Louisville as a six. Depending on seating, because people are already asking me who my final four is, and the first thing I always throw out is asterisk, depend on seating, because you know we're going back to the G curve. I'm not going to have my heart start racing at the beginning of the podcast talking about that right now, so I'm going to pass on that for now. But my top um, 25 players uh, have just submitted. I'm going to tell you who my top five are. 
Now ESPN is going to put out a top five, a top 25 and everyone has opinions and all of what we do is very subjective. So when I give an opinion, I usually give you a reason why I think so. I'm hoping that our listeners will actually email us or tag us on social media asking why I, I think certain things and I'm happy to dive deeper into it. It's at Debbie Antonelli on Twitter. It's at Debbie Antonelli 12 on Instagram, which those of you who know may have know I have a hard time keeping up with all that social media, but I'm going to try to do a much better job on the Instagram side this year. My producer, BMAC, who's been with me for over a year, is uh, a, in 100% uh, pushing and coaching me in that aspect. So I'm going to keep trying to do that. I'm going to give you my top five players preseason, one through five, one A and one B. Paige Beckers, Caitlin Clark. Paige Beckers, I think, has trademarked Paige Buckets. So we already know what she's capable of doing. She won every award last year with the exception of the Wade Trophy. The Wade Trophy now is allowing freshmen to be eligible. I don't know why that change came about, but that's how that's going to happen this year. 1B is Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark led the nation in scoring last year, led the nation in assists. They went to the Sweet 16. Lisa Bluter in her postgame, the head coach of Iowa, saying we got to play better defense to go a little bit farther. That's okay, Lisa. You keep selling that. But on the other side of the ball, Caitlin Clark is a wizard. I've got them at 1A, 1B. Something for you to keep an eye on with Iowa. I'm just saying Jackie Stiles averaged 30.3 points her senior year and took Missouri State to the Final Four in 2001. Kelsey Plum took Washington to the Final Four with a 31.5 points per game average. Okay, If Caitlin Clark averages 30 points, I think her chances of going to the Final Four increase. However, seeding. So we'll just leave it at that because we don't know how seeding is going to take place. Most likely, Iowa will play first and second round games at home. And then where? We don't know. We just don't know because we have to rely on seeding on Selection Monday. Anyway, number three on my list, Ryan Howard. Ryan Howard is a natural, physical, athletic, long, and committed offensive player. She is a late game alpha, and she's a natural bucket getter. They can play her anywhere on the floor, and she can score. She will have to put up a big number this year for Kentucky to have success. Number four on my list is Nalissa Smith. Look, Nikki Collin is going to play a different pro-style offense than what Baylor has played in the past. Baylor and Kim Mulkey were very successful playing tough, hard-nosed defense, but not as sophisticated as an offense. That's okay. I mean, we're having this argument on the men's side with Hubert Davis taking over for Roy Williams. Roy Williams had tremendous success playing with a double O post for North Carolina, won national championships. Hubert Davis is going to play a more pro-style offense. It doesn't mean what Roy did was wrong. It doesn't mean what Kim Mulkey did was wrong. Obviously, they won three national championships. It's going to be different for Nalissa Smith. It's going to be fun for us as fans because we're going to get to see her game evolve. Has she been able to step away and knock down threes? Does she even need to? Remember, Simone Augustus won two Wade trophies and did not shoot the three in college. 
Nelissa Smith was the Wade Trophy winner last year. It's the only award Paige Beckers didn't win. Let's see how all that plays out for her. And then number five, this was really tough. I went with Haley Jones because I think she is a tremendous facilitator. She is a tough-minded player. She is a late game, late shot clock bucket getter. And I think Stanford, with all of their talent and all of their ability, will get her off the glass into their transition game, pushing up the floor. I could see a scenario where Haley Jones leads Stanford and assists with all the talent that she's going to have around to distribute the ball to. That's not taking anything away from Aaliyah Boston. That's a really, really tough choice. Aaliyah Boston is a tremendous facilitator. She's down 20 pounds. She's worked on her conditioning. She had to work on her face-up game. Dawn Staley has the most talented team in the country on paper from a McDonald's All-American or however you want to measure it. They have everybody back on a missed layup by Bree Beal and a follow-up by Boston of winning the national championship. This is going to be a hungry team this year. And Aaliyah Boston needed to change her game a little bit to get Carmilla Cardoso on the floor, who at 6'7 is really hard to guard. I see Boston pulling away from the bucket a little bit more and playing more on the top of the floor where she is terrific at reversing the ball and diving to the block, where she's a really good passer from the high post area into the block. I see her changing her role a little bit. And I can tell she's a great teammate. I already knew that, but she's a great teammate by what she's done to get herself ready to compete at this level for another championship for Dawn Staley. Okay, so one of the big storylines was Kim Mulkey. I mentioned it before, her leaving to go from Baylor to LSU. Wow, it's still not so much mind-boggling as it is just wow. I look at it like this. It's an investment in our game. It's an investment in the product. Remember, the product is the narrative, and LSU understands that. There are a lot of places that have invested in women's basketball. There are a lot of places that are selling season tickets. Let me just give you an example, like South Carolina, okay? Dawn Staley calls them the FAMS, F-A-M, right? The family, it is a great campaign by her. And it's not just a marketing gimmick, whatever. She really believes that about her fans. They'll be packed, tough environment. We already know how hard UConn is to, to win up there in Hartford. Nobody can go up there at Hartford or stores and just easily win. They will be another team competing for the Final Four. They'll play two games at home. Then they'll go to their regional in Bridgeport, which they probably already bought all the tickets for, to be honest with you. They're fans. I wouldn't be surprised if every kid in New England has two tickets to the regional under their Christmas tree. Um, that's an advantage that, that they have. Uh, actually, South Carolina will have a similar advantage in Greenville. So that's kind of where our game has been for 30 plus years. Uh, LSU, we know they've got an investment. They spent millions on Kim Mulkey. They've renovated facilities. They're going to win and they're going to play in a PMAC, which any of you have ever been there. It is a tough place to play in. And those fans are going to be all whooped up and ready to go and I wouldn't be surprised to see those fans lining up when the buses roll in, kind of like football, for the way Kim Mulkey's got them all worked up down there. And uh, the Tiger, he'll be out there. Somebody be stoking him. He'll be growling at those teams as they enter the PMAC. Um, Louisville, over 5,000 season tickets sold. Arizona, over 6,000 season tickets sold. That's an investment. But the product came first. You have to have a product. You have to win at the highest level. And if you do that, 
then the other pieces of it will fall into place. And then there's my alma mater, NC State. NC State is sold out season tickets. This year, they added seat licenses to courtside seating. It is very expensive to have courtside seating at NC State. I'm not going to tell you personally right now what it has cost me for my parents to sit on the sideline, but it ain't cheap. And I went from four courtside seats to two. And I have never said anything about having courtside seats in Reynolds Coliseum for my parents and whoever they wanted to bring with them. That's why I bought four. But I couldn't afford four. I can't even afford two. I got three tuitions. But happy birthday, Merry Christmas, happy anniversary. Check it off for the next five years. My mom and dad will be sitting in those seat licenses for five years. They better be at every game. I'll be checking attendance to make sure. Uh, and if you see them sitting down there, know at Reynolds across the bench from Westmore, how much they enjoy sitting there. And that's why I did it. NC State, you might owe me one. Uh, okay. Maryland. I mentioned my top five and I'm bouncing around from one topic to another, but here's something I want to bring up because I want to bring it up now. It seems like every year I challenge Brenda Fries to average hundred points. Nobody's ever done it in the history of our game. The most any team has ever averaged in the history of division one women's basketball is 96.7 in 1991. That was a Providence team. I checked, it wasn't Doris Burke's team. Uh, it was a team in 91. They led the, in the history of our game, the second most points or total, total amount of points scored was Long Beach State, almost 3,500 points in 1987. That would have been back when Joan Bombasini was coaching a team that lost in the final four to Tennessee in 1987. Cindy Brown and Penny Toller are a couple of names and I'm sure women's basketball fans remember. That was a big time offensive team uh, that Joan Bombasini coached. Anyway, Maryland has in their two exhibition games scored 120 and 125. They've got everybody back. They're deep, they're athletic, they're good. They could average 100. I'm counting on Maryland scoring 100 points a game this year. I'm putting it out there publicly, see if they can do it. And then um, this year in college basketball, as we go across the landscape on the men's side, we all know Coach K is retiring. Um, it's an incredible 40-plus year run that he's had at Duke and at Army and West Point. And congratulations to Coach K and everything he's meant to our game. But in the women's game, we also have a couple of names that are retiring as well. Cindy Stein at Southern Illinois. If you know Cindy, you know she's a friend of the podcast. She's a friend of mine. She has uh, long time served our game in a capacity where she's made people better that have had a chance to spend time with her, either as a player, as a coach, or uh, as an individual later on. And um, she's going to be on her farewell tour. And I know the Missouri Valley is going to treat her well. She's got a good team. She's got a deep team. She's got an older team. She's going to have some success this year. It's going to be fun to watch her run. And then the great Gary Blair. 76 years of age, and he finally announced he's going to retire What and, and retire at a high, high level. He already won one national championship. They'll have another really good team that will make a run in the NCAA. Uh, he, he's just such a great ambassador for our game. 
And my favorite number about Gary, he's in the Hall of Fame, uh, in the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. He's in multiple other halls of fame. He's such a great guy. My favorite stat about him is that every single one of his wins came after the age of 40. He did not become a head coach till after he was 40. I think that's pretty cool. So that's Gary Blair. When you see him, if you have a chance to shout him out, if you have a chance to stick your hand in his bag of candy when he's passing it out pregame, um, make sure you tell him how much you appreciate what he's done and what he's meant for our game. I can't wait to see him myself uh, and wish him well. And if you want to give him a present, going away present, Titleist Pro V1s, that's what I suggest. Titleist Pro V1s for his retirement tour. Maybe I could get Titleist to send him some. I'm going to work on that. Got to work on that. Uh, so that's pretty much our podcast, with the exception of one thing. Please remember the product is the narrative. NC State and South Carolina are going to tip off in Reynolds Coliseum on November 9th on ESPN at five o'clock. It is going to be crazy in that arena, and it's going to be really exciting. Big smile, Elisa Cunane going up against Carmilla Cardoso and Aaliyah Boston. It's going to be really, really fun to watch. I can't wait. Um, I'm not going to break that game down right now. I'll do some of that on social media later in the week. But I am very excited about the start of the season. And I'm glad that you're going to be back to join us this year on Nothing But Net with Debbie Antonelli. I'm your host. We will have guests throughout the season. I want to thank my sponsors and partners, Dr. Dish. They support my 24hoursnbn.com. Uh, and they continue to support me throughout my fundraising efforts for Special Olympics. Dr. Dish has become the premier source for basketball training with progressive coaches and players. And listeners of the podcast are eligible for exclusive discounts. All you got to do is mention this podcast, Nothing But Net. And when you visit drdishbasketball.com and they will provide a discount. And I also want to thank my other sponsor, Coach Paint, for allowing us to put together our editing packages and our YouTube channel that we will put out on social media so that you're aware that we are breaking down the top players in the country weekly here on Nothing But Net to give the fans a peek behind uh, the scenes or a promotion of a game to give you players to watch. Those are what I call my ticket selling players. Would you buy a ticket to see these players play? And your answer should be yes. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Debbie Antonelli with Nothing But Net. Remember, hashtag product is the narrative.